Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm so prepared this week. I have this encounter and a possible subsequent encounter and a map of the two weeks worth of Underdark you've got to go through. Although if you get through it all today, something would have gone very wrong with my narration. <laughs> See, you hear that, listeners? You get fighting, finally. This has come out and play a D&D podcast <laughs> where sometimes we play some D&D along with our storytelling, which is what we're doing today because last week at the end of the episode, the players encountered their old friends, the giant slugs. And this time, multiples of made up through a fireball it did not instantly slay the slugs but we're going off initiatives that we rolled last week because that is sensible uh, and i have some dice which is also sensible so maynard threw a fireball which was his turn it is several slugs get to go there is a little slug the little slug is about four feet long which is squirming its way towards your group. Well, that's exciting. My initiative order has got four slugs on it. Thanks, Mel. I was just going to ask where the hell did our initiative... Where did you put that? (laughs) Yeah, you all rolled spectacularly terribly, except for Maynard. Which is why the slugs get, get the drop on you a bit. Let's see. One of the big slugs... One of the more wounded-looking slugs. Because they're slow. It's charging, like, towards you. But it hasn't actually reached you yet. And both of the little slugs are doing similar. So I'll send you a new photograph. None of the slugs have yet closed with you. But they are coming in your direction. And it is about to be Trick's go. From which you may safely conclude that these slugs do not have ranged weapons. Which I'm sure is reassuring. Yeah, I was going to say, again, would be concerned would if be, uh, yeah, slugs would be. had ranged weapon capabilities. They could spit acid, I don't know. I guess. Uh. Okay, photo is incoming. Very slowly incoming. I'm going to have to reset my camera to take worse pictures so they upload faster. <laughs> okay. okay. That's fine. So to be clear, there are Three big slugs. Are the pom-poms smaller slugs? Yeah, so the big slugs are about 10 feet long mm. and about four feet high, four or five feet high. They are big slugs. The pom-poms are four foot long and a foot or two high. So they're, the, the, the pom-poms, to be clear, are still upsettingly large slugs. Yeah. The big slugs are big enough to, like, if one of them rolls over the top, there will be nothing visible of you. Hmm. And I'm quite big. You are quite big. These are bigger. Um, <laughs> uh, you might describe them as large, for example. I might, in fact, describe Huge. them as large. Whereas the little slugs are medium. Right. That's what I was looking for. I'm sorry, I was flicking through my tabs, trying to work out what I was flicking through my tabs for, and the answer was my character sheet, which I did not have open. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you drawn faces on the little slugs? Yes. Nice. They have angry, frowny faces, and also numbers on their backs. Nice. So, combat. I remember combat. Um, It's been a few months in real time. I'm going to... um, Now that I'm the sort of character class that can do this without dying, Mm -hmm. uh, charge in um, and engage... um, What's my move here? What's my move speed? I can't find my move speed. Hang on. I think it's 30. 
It is 30 feet. That's exciting, even in armour. Yeah, uh, so you can get up to the face of the big slug. Or you can sidestep and face off with a little slug. No, what I want to do is... Um, oh, no, I'm at the back. Yeah, you're at the back. Of course, Rails at the front, though. Yeah. Because it's dark down here. <laughs> Rails now. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to move just on a full, full diagonal. I'm going to charge forwards. Yeah, so you are engaged with both the big and the little slug. Yep, that's the plan. Um, and given that the bigger slug is the biggest threat, um, I will strike that slug with my sword. With my long sword. Do it. Roll for sword. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That will hit. Because they are 10 feet long, <laughs> they're AC. Are not not good at dodging and not wearing any armor, so you may assume they are quite easy to hit. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to hack right in. Um, so that is a that is a six slashing damage. Lovely. And then I'm going to do it again. That's another twenty to hit. Um, yeah. Oh, but only five slashing damage. They're quite easy to hit, but it's hard to actually. Get much depth in there. It's quite yielding. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of redundancy in a long slug, I imagine. Yeah, like you can you're, you're making holes in them, but proportional to the size of the animal. Hmm. And I will place my unwavering mark on this slug, and it's I'll not allowed to go and lick anyone else. I mean, it can. It's just not a great idea. Um, yeah gonna call on and i'm gonna kind of shout to my allies like you know um um get in my mark so to speak you know if you'll get close to me if you want me to protect you okay real all right uh trick is actually closer to the slug than in the picture yeah yeah trick has run up into to stand by the head of the big slug uh, then I am going to uh, cast Guiding Bolt on the big slug that we're currently focusing our attention on. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, 21 to hit. Yep. Which is radiant damage, so hold on while I roll that. Okay, that's 15 points of radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against the slug has advantage because it's glowing. Strangely. The bit where it's gently glowing from inside does not make this slug look any more attractive. <laughs> it is now that slug's go. And given that he's currently engaged in melee combat with Trick, who's just hit it with sword, I think it's going to go ahead and give Trick a big friendly lick. I don't like the big friendly lick. Friendly lick is covered in knives. Big friendly lick with its horrible, horrible razor sharp tongue. Oh no. I should never have told you the secrets of slugs and their horrible rage <laughs> <of guns. laughs> Use them against me. 23. 23 hits me. That is nine acid damage. Oh, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, I feel like I am pretty heavily covered in my splintered armor, but against a weapon which is covered in knives and flexible. Yeah. Very much defence. And it's a big tongue. Uh, Ember, you're up. Oh, cool. Um, I am going to uh, also run towards the large slug. Mm -hmm. Um, And going to use divine... I'm sorry? Standing next to Trick. Yes. I'm going to use Divine Smite, um, and this is with advantage, because it is glowing. Yes, right. So that is a... Where's my hit bonus, anyway? There it is. Okay. Uh, That's a 25 to hit. Yeah. Uh, By, By some way. Yep, yep. 
15. Uh, 20. Okay. That was a significant chunk of... of um, they're using an axe, yes? So this is slashing damage? Yes. Yeah. Just checking. Uh, then yes, that was a significant amount of... of you've left a... You figured out where where the almost invisible partition between the slug's body and the slug's head is, and you've hacked into it quite thoroughly. Nice. Um, some of that would have been radiant damage. Do you want That's me? Fine. Um, it's. Okay. Um, I need to know if anyone's using bludgeoning. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then the slug is still alive. Yes, it is oozing heavily. Well, I'm going to hit it again. This time for a. An 18. Yeah. Uh, and that is 8 damage. So you swing back and you try to go straight into the blow you left before, but because this is a slug and its flesh is quite soft and, and floppy, you end up hacking sort of into the side of the cut you previously made. You don't quite follow through and, and don't quite hit the vitals. And the slug is mm. still still functioning. Okay. That is my turn. Okay. I missed a slug in between at some point. Oh, I moved the wrong slug. Never mind. Two slugs are going to move now, and then next round they will move in a different order. Cool. I am the best. Basically, slug two got slug one's movement. Ah. Uh, uh, That's alright. just slugs. <laughs> and then it got its own attack. So it, they all look the same. <laughs> this is why they have numbers on. It didn't help at all. Anyway, the remaining slugs <laughs> are going to move now. And none of them can get to you to lick you. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Top of the round, Maynard, go. I will send you another photo. But basically, all the slugs are advancing upon your position. I see. I would like to cast Cloud of Daggers on the smaller slug that is next to Trick. Okay. So that slug now takes it not until it's no on its on its turn it will take nine slashing damage. Okay. Uh, fortunately for you, that is now. Awesome. So it takes nine slashing damage. It is still moving. It's gonna go for Trick's foot. Okay. Possibly their knee. It's about that size. Mm. Moving out of the cloud of daggers, though? Um, oh, yeah, it can do that, can't it? Mm. Of course, if it does, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move out of Rill's version range. Embers, possibly. Embers. Oh, sorry, I couldn't read on <laughs> It's a slug. They are not very bright. That's fair. So I'm going to go with theory one. It tries to lick you. It rolled a five. It's not going to lick you. Okay. What's the you have well-armoured knees. Mm. Uh, but it, it will move out of the daggers. Having, a, having missed you, it'll move round to the other side of you. So, Ember, if you want to take an attack opportunity, you have that opportunity. Oh, yes, I will. I will do that. Okay. Uh, that is a 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is an 8. So... You know how when you cut things like this in half, both Ooh. ends keep twitching for a while? It's that. And ooze. Ooh. Don't like it. No, it's, it's gross, but it's not in a position to attack you anymore. So in that sense, it's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to reassign the initiatives of the slugs so that it makes vaguely more sense to what they were previously doing. So the big slug that you are facing off against mm. um, is going to hump its heavily injured body forward and sideways and attempt to engulf Ember by just rolling over the top of them. Um, I need you to make a dex save, please. Cool. Um, ah, cool. Um, that's a 15. That is just barely enough. Ooh. So you nimbly sidestep and move a square away and do not get 
enveloped Oof. by a slug. Love to not get enveloped by a slug. Um, also, note, um, anyone within ten feet of me has a plus three bonus to all saving throws. Oh, very nice. I like that. Uh, the remaining smaller slug, which, like the rest of them, is already heavily singed, um, is going to scooch over, dodging the cloud of daggers, and um, because it can reach trick, go for trick. Mm-hmm. How armoured are your knees against a total of 20? Oh, that just makes it through. Um, unfortunately, my... Um, armor is more of an armored skirt than a full like, uh, situation. You, you lack metal kneecaps. <laughs> that is nine acid damage to your knees. That's not good. My tunic's going to need my tunic. My trousers are going to need repairing. Um, but I think I'll survive. You've got a wizard. Trousers can be repaired. Yeah. I imagine Trick also has some minor mending. Gills, like, like. I'm gonna be honest. I could, I could probably stitch up a rip. I'm not sure I could replace acid melted meat. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't just carry around like a roll of fabric. <laughs> uh, trick, you're up. Okay. Um, I think part of the reason that the other slug couldn't quite get the drop on um, Ember may just have been that. It was having, it was keeping half an eye on, or I guess an entire eye on a stalk on me. Mm-hmm. Because I can't quite get in an extra attack against it, but I will make my regular attacks. Go for it. So. Oh, I don't think that's going to hit on a 13. No, it does. It does. Amazing. So yeah, I swing my, I swing my sword the first time and it's just. It's just butcher's work, this, you know? This slug wasn't doing well. <laughs> no. You're not going to be outmaneuvered by a slug, really. Um, how does a nine feel? Oh, not a nine, sorry. I need to re-roll that. How does a ten feel? You do what must be structural damage to the slug, which, whatever the slug is using as a brain, that's what you've hit. Hmm. And I'm going to... Flip the token upside down because the big slug corpse is is still part of the terrain, unlike the yeah. little one. Uh, but that is that is no longer a threat from that slug. Cool. Um, at which point I'm going to use my momentum from driving into that first slug, and my sword is not going to change course as I just spin and cleave into the next slug. Excellent. Um, that is. Uh, that's 17 to hit. Yes. Yep, I thought as much. But only five damage. I'm just not... Oh. I'm used to fighting, um, you know, uh, invertebrates of various things. <laughs> but um, not not usually so rubbery. You're more used to shell, which requires a very different technique to... Yeah. Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rill. You are up. Alrighty. Uh, I'd like to cast... Uh, I'd like to cast Spiritual Weapon on the uh, plug over there on the side, the, the black outlined one. Sure. And that is going to be a 19 to hit. Yes. And that is uh, 7 points of damage. It actually, what kind of damage it does. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, seven points of slashing damage. Radiant from a spiritual weapon. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't say. I'm assuming it just. What was the question? Force damage is what it says. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I couldn't find it in the spell description. For I might have just. Yeah, no, it's fine. Force damage is one of those weird ones where it just. It's kind of bludgeoning, but rarely comes up because it's the kind of pure damage that magic does. So I will say it works because I, they don't have a listed immunity to it. So we'll, we'll go with yes. Okay. You, you, you will have some effect with your... Um, how many was it? Sorry. Uh, seven. Cool. 
And is anybody injured? Are we doing good? I think I we're mean, doing fine, I, just fine. I would describe myself as perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is perturbed. Hold on, I'm trying to see how close we are. Oh, you are like five feet away, so you would need to take one step in, but you can. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, then I'd like to take a step over and cast Cure Wounds on Trick. Is that bonus? Or, uh, no, my my here's a weapon was a bonus action. That's wild. Okay. Nice. Clerics are so good. Uh, so that is uh seven points of healing. Thank you. It feels good. Um, Ben, I just like to note that I. Would want to mark the. I would want to have marked the small slug. Oh no, because slugs are slow, you see. So, the only, yeah, this, the slug is sufficiently slow that it cannot go for real, and we'll have to settle for going for trick. <laughs> <laughs> it tried. It genuinely tried. I'm like, I just can't reach. It cannot reach you. It will have to be trick. So, the black outline slug, slug number one. Squelched its way over to Trick and is making an attack with its horrible, horrible tongue. Uh, I think it's going to fail. 19. Ha! 19 is going to hit my armor this time. There's a grinding noise as the many, <laughs> many horrible, razor sharp teeth on this creature's horrible tongue scrape on metal plates. Uh... I don't like it. Ember, you are facing. A dead slug. And also there are other slugs around. I will send you a new photo. <laughs> Can I climb on top of the dead slug and jump from the dead slug to the black outlined slug slashing down with my battle axe as I do so? Please say yes. That's very cool. That is very cool. It is very cool. The slug is only about five feet high, which, you know, makes it makes it less shorter than you. So, yes, you can. Um, and you can, in fact, be on top of the, the big black slug. However, in the process of, of this maneuver, you will take okay. three acid damage from the first slug and another three acid damage from the second slug because they have acidic skin. Right. That's fine. Um, cool. So, the first uh, hit is going to be with Divine Smite, and that is a uh, 24 to hit. <laughs> yes. And it is 19 damage. Mm-hmm. And the second hit is an 18 to hit. Yes. And that is 13 damage. Counting, counting, okay. It's not that it's close, it's just that sums are very hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have made a couple of, of very, very much wounds in the head of this slug. <laughs> you are riding a slug. Cool. You can feel it burning through your boots. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. Ah, that was maybe not the best plan, but here we are. The third slug from behind. One. Again, can only move up close enough to hit Trick. <laughs> they only have a 20-foot move speed, so they're just like, guess we have to eat Trick. We can only yeah. move four squares. Isn't that kind of the point of fighters anyway? I guess, yeah. No, that was a 17. So it, it fails to lick Trick entirely. It just licks a shield, which is gross, but not effectual. Um, Maynard, I'm assuming you would like a fresh photo of the slug situation. Yes, please. Is there still a little slug? Am I saying There that? is still a little slug in this slug cluster. <laughs> Faces are so much clearer now. 
excellent. The one on the right looks genuinely angry. The one on the left looks very sad. That's what I said last week. I'm like, man, why did you make sad slugs? <laughs> I'm just not a very good artist. I mean, now it looks mad that Ember is writing it. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. I am going to move one, two, three, uh, three squares to the right and cast Lightning Bolt. Solid. Uh, your slug needs to make me a dexterity save. Uh, oh yeah, they, they are. They are super dexterous. These ten foot slugs. <laughs> they are so dexterous that that was an eight. Okay. Uh, so the big slug and the little slug both take thirty-one points of lightning damage. You burn a hole. Through the head of the big slug, which is goes from deliberate concerted movement to twitching wildly but uncoordinatedly, and there's a hole where its brain should be, so that makes sense. And then just straight up explodes the mini one, <laughs> just blows up. There is slug spatter on the big slugs and on the floor, and some of it is on Ember. Ugh. Uh, just shreds of slug flesh oozing yellow yuck. <laughs> Sorry, no. Yes, everything else is dead. Trig <laughs> there was a slug, and now that slug is dead, but there is still an additional slug. There is still one slug. There is still a slug at your back. All right. Um... In that case, there's only one thing to do, which is to hit it with a sword. I'm sorry, I continue to be a fighter. Um, <laughs> if you're expecting me to like pull something exciting out of the bag on one of these, uh, on the, no, one no, of the... it's just that you have to, you still have to tell me because you could decide to run away or true. But in this instance, I'm not going to. That's a 14 to hit, which I believe hits, right? It does. It's not hard to hit the 10 foot slug. So that first hit, I'm finally kind of getting my eye in, and I do manage to do 10 slashing damage to this next one. Ooh. That is a bit better. And kind of just grinding my shield up against its mouth to try and keep it at bay as I just go for depth. No, I don't go for depth. I just go for like slicing enough off of it that it can't function, you know? Yeah. If you make enough holes in this smooth muscle, it will just be unable to actually wiggle. And with my second one, which is another hit, yeah, I'm just carving slices. That's another 10 damage. As I just yeah. need to carve slices out of it. Lovely rashes of slug. I don't 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 say the episode title this early, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the slug is way down the initiative order, so uh Rill. Alright, I'd like to move my uh spiritual weapon over and hit the only living giant slug. Logical, yep. And that is uh Four Say again? Oh, 24. Right, so your, your mic wasn't cutting in properly. Uh, 24 is sufficient, yes. And that is uh, six points of whatever damage we said last time. It was force damage. Force damage. Uh, I'd also like to move over a couple feet and uh, reach up and, and brush my fingertips across uh, Ember's ankles, whatever I can reach. <laughs> <laughs> And cast your wounds, which is uh, uh, eleven healing back. Cool, back at full. Well, that's good and all, but it's your turn, and you're standing on a giant slug. Yeah. So at the start of your turn, you take one d four acid damage. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> it's fine. Which is one. You take one acid damage. I imagine. As this slug is like thrashing from being struck by lightning, it's sort of like those ride the bull games. A little and bit. Ember yeah. It's yeah. just like trying not to be thrown off as they're wiping 
giant globs of exploded slug off of their face. Um, they're going to jump down and run over and strike at the remaining slug. Yeah, that's a nine. Not quite. Okay. Uh, second attack is a 13. Yes. Okay. First one, and... your axe just sort of slides off the slimy face. <laughs> uh, all right, that is 13 damage. Nice. And that is my turn. It's the slugs go. The slug is going to give you a big friendly lick. Mm. Give who a big friendly lick? Ember. Oh, that might be the best idea, but okay. It's also a disadvantage, then. That's okay, because the lower one was a 13. So, how is a 17? Uh, huh? My AC is 17 right now. Wait, wait, did you say the lower one was a 13? Yeah. And the lower roll was a 13, and then it has a plus 4. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that wasn't clear. I can never remember how AC functions when you match. Uh, uh, attack of beast time. Sadly, you have been licked. That is 12 acid damage. Okay. But on the plus side, it does remove some of the chunks of exploded slug in the process. Okay, well, you know. Find our upsides where we can. Um, Maynard. Just the big, big in left, right? Just one big slug left. Cool. Uh, I'm going to cast a firebolt at it. Solid. Uh, 21 to hit. Yes. 14 fire damage. There is a, another layer of that lovely smoked slug scent. Trick, back to you. So, this slug that just attacked, that attacked Ember and has just been set on fire. <laughs> yeah. As it was attacking Ember, I just sort of took a I just sort of squeezed between it and the dead slug. Uh-huh. So I could be more on the other so I could be, you know, around it. Um I mean, the slugs are pretty pretty close together. There isn't uh, a square between them. Like I will let I mean, you shove in between, but you will take acid damage to do it. Sure, you know what? I'll take the Um I mean, it was really just for the show of using my mark. Um, <laughs> that is seven total acid damage. Seven acid damage. Cool. Oh, there's two slugs. They both got a default. Love it. Um, so I squeezed myself. I squeezed myself down there while it was um, otherwise occupied. Um, which gives me, and I, and which means that I have a good kind of second of time to really think and line things up. And I'm going to make three attacks. Go for it. And the first of which has advantage and plus three damage. Very nice. Hmm. I thought so. Um, so the first one definitely hits um, for nine damage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very methodically chopping into it. Oh, does an 11 hit? Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Um, another nine damage. Okay. And finishing up, I just thrust my sword forwards for a final 12 damage. And hit whatever, whatever slugs have that, that handles being a heart, you hit it. Mm. There is a spurt of horrible yellow goo. And and the slug is is no longer a functional creature. It is now a twitching dead deadish thing. And you have slain all the slugs. You are victorious. Slug slayers. All right. I kind of like take a deep breath, try and wipe off cleaning acid, and say, "Well, that was well handled. Certainly feel confident." Carry on. That was gross. Oh. No, you're supposed to stay away from the acid, right? Away from the what? Acid. The, the goo. But it was cool. 
But it did look pretty cool. Thanks. I'm gonna brush the remaining slug chunks off of me and uh, use lay on hands to bring myself back up to full. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Are you doing okay over there? Um, well, you know, uh, I kind of like look down at myself and the general state of everything. Um, I could probably use a cleric and a tailor, but apart from that. Well, I'm one of those things. Well, if you want to save your spell slots, I can use lay on hands as well. Oh, thank you. Ah, uh, I'm gonna pat trick on the head. How much how much healing do you want? I'm currently 18 down. Okay. Uh you can have 17. Cool. Just as a reminder. Just one, <laughs> one slightly scabby knee. Mm. I look at my like I look at my trousers a little a little kind of remorsefully. I feel like at least one of my legs is just hanging from my ankle wraps rather than held up by the by of the trousers. Given how oh, no. these have been attacked. <laughs> oh well. Good. I feel like we worked fairly well together there. I think yeah. so. I think we're well matched to any of this sort of thing. I say kind of waving at the slugs generally. Well, we've only just started. I've I have no doubt that we might find something a little bit more challenging the further down we go. Oh, I'm sure you're right, but I mean, this was easy. More challenging. There's there's some wiggle room for a lot more challenging, I think. Because I love tempting the GM. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Trick strokes their chin and says, I think I was wrong to engage. I think I was wrong to engage, though. If we encounter other packs of these things, it seems to me there's nothing to stop us just backing backing up the way we came and using and using withering fire. Well, we can um go past them, you know, good old running away. I mean, our job is this? to clear a safe path though, so not this way. Is it? Is it? No, it's Hmm. It's uh, what the safe path is, and this is the shortest route, so come on something, I think we're going to have to deal with it. Right, right, but like I say, if if we encounter if we encounter creatures this slow, then withering fire is going to be a much better option. Assuming that I think so. at least one of you can maintain fire as long as needed? Mm. Yes. Hmm. Love the image of you backing away for like 20 rounds while you just cast Firebolt at slugs indefinitely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the thing is, though, if you're catching a very slow enemy with no ranged attacks, one thing you can do. <laughs> no, it, it's a very valid tactic and it would work. It's just also a very funny image. <laughs> okay, so looking around, besides the bodies of the dead slugs, you are in a very large, natural looking chamber. It has these thick rock pillars holding up the ceiling. There's fungal growth and sort of lichen on a lot of the rock. Um, real, you recognise that this is perfectly ordinary you know, underground flora, but quite slow growing. Um, and the ground especially, even with how long it's been since the war because this stuff is slow growing you can still see that there was a lot of movement a lot of pairs of boots came through this chamber at some point Mm. Um, you may well find more things if you look around um you have nothing else to do and you're going to need to find a way out of this chamber so i'm going to recklessly assume that you in fact look around oh yeah <laughs> you will you will find a couple of places where you can see there was campfires, probably cooking fires. Um, like recently? No, just there's no weather underground, mm. so it it becomes hard to tell how long ago things like ash were left here. All you can really say is that there 
you find the remnants of some small fires. You find a number of additional slugs, none of them big enough to be a threat to you, mostly engaged in grazing. And you find a place where this large cavern gives way to not any kind of well-signposted road, but there is a breach in the cavern wall on the far side where it gives out into a series of smaller chambers that sort of honeycomb into each other um, and appear to be going in more or less the right direction. Right, let's head that way then. Okay. It's quite noticeably downhill as you pass through these smaller chambers and it's comparatively harder going because sometimes you'll try to go one way and you'll find that the, that it's not a passable route that you know, think the gaps get too small or too narrow and you have to backtrack a bit and find a better way forward it's not nearly as easy as crossing through a large chamber was but you are making progress can i mm-hmm. i'd like to just ask one of the people who routinely carries paper and charcoal or whatever for a piece of paper so that I can try and sketch a map as we go. Sure. Not like a map, just to make sure that the right turnings are marked. Yeah, just in a, like, take the third left kind of level of map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, roll me an investigation check. Are you sure it's not survival? I would accept survival, yeah. 14. Okay. Um, your map is 14 good. Yep. <laughs> 14 good. <laughs> It's a a 14 good map. Yeah. And I might actually... It doesn't seem like this is like a trodden path, right? We're we're trailblazing here, basically, yeah? Yes. You can find signs that it's not like you're the first people who have ever passed this way, but this is not a road. Yeah. So I'll make some... I'll make markings as well, um, just on the walls. Sure. For extra certainty. It is very dark down here, which you expected. It's very still, and after a while you notice that the temperature is extremely consistent. It's just a very constant chilly. Real to you, this is absolutely familiar. This is the temperature that being underground is. Mm. Being underground is this temperature. Unless, unless you go deep enough to be encountering lava and magma, this is the temperature that the underground is. Weather is a surface thing, but it's a very consistent, chilly, and you're... It's not t-shirt weather. I mean, we just came from the white forest. That's like... true. That's true. And it's winter. It's literally just been midsummer. Oh, wait, Ham. <laughs> <laughs> we did midsummer last week, remember? Listen, listen, buddy. I refuse to remember anything. <laughs> Honestly, that's valid. And you're underground now, so it can't possibly make any difference what time of year it is. This is an eternal realm of unchangingness. And you can it, it's really hard to keep track of time. The only thing you really have to go on is how tired you're getting. Eventually, you kind of look at each other and think, yeah, we should probably sleep or at least rest. Could use some time. food. Yeah, but that kind of bodily rhythm is kind of all you have to go on for how long it's been so you rest and you sleep and you get up and eat your trail rations i imagine that causes some weird drift between the drow and the humans it probably does because real only really need well real needs eight hours of rest yeah just not of sleep mm. i take it we can long rest you can long rest should have said no and made you do a second encounter for balance reasons. Oh, well, yeah. didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you break camp and set off in the morning through more of this endless honeycombed rock, after about an hour or so, you start hearing this weird scraping noise. Actually, it, it does occur to me that with... um. With 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 Ember granting aid, we do have something to go on. True. 
Because yeah. I had an X hour duration on it. I thought it was an hour, afraid. No, it's like eight hours. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's fair. So actually, you do have something to go on. You have the Ember's helpful magic has worn off. It must have been a day's worth of travel. Yeah. <laughs> kind of clue, which is nice. But you set off again, and then you... Yeah, you're hearing this weird, very low, rocky scraping noise from somewhere up ahead of you. Hmm. I would like to try and figure out what that is. Do I recognise this? Not off the top of your head, not beyond scraping stone. Okay. How would you like to, um, what's your approach, Maynard? Um, I'm going to listen carefully and try and discern if it's metal on rock or if it's like an animal, like a claw or or a chitinous exterior on rock. Yeah, roll perception. Okay. Nine. It's rock. Scraping? Beyond that, you are unsure. Is it like a continuous noise, or like... No, like... they are distinct scraping, so there's a scraping noise and then a, another scraping noise. Okay. Is it the rhythm's getting... very weird, though. Is it getting louder the closer we get on our normal route? Yeah, your, your, your route appears to be taking you towards whatever is causing this noise. I cast Mage Armor. <laughs> <laughs> what a sensible magician you are. I'd like to use Divine Sense. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Uh, so if it's within 60 feet. Oh, well. And not within, not behind total cover. Um, mm, yeah, at the moment you can't see it, so it probably yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, as we get closer, <laughs> if we are getting closer, I don't know. I assume we're getting closer because this sounds like the sort of thing we would need to clear in order to deter to uh, call this path safe. And you do appear to be getting closer to it because the rock in this area, which was already honeycombed, the bubbles are getting smaller. So your number of choices of route is narrowing and you're starting to see places where the rock has previously been artificially breached to make a path because at some point in the past they brought an army through here and they had to in places make that path and you're you're following quite directly in that in their footsteps now you you're not you don't have many choices that would let you avoid whatever is making this noise so you start creeping forward in a, well, whatever this is, we can either retrace hours of route and try to find a way around, or we can see what this is. You come around a corner into one of these smaller chambers. It's only about 30 feet across. And the first thing you see is two long, kind of snake-looking things coming out of the rock out of the wall and those are what's scraping against the floor and breaking off little pieces of rock but they can't be snakes because they don't have heads they are just long tentacular protrusions of some kind they have thick looking scaly hide and spikes Particularly, there's a clump of spikes at the end that is bashing into the rock and scraping off pieces and gradually feeding those pieces back into a hole in the rock that doesn't look right. It is hmm. black in there, inky, unnatural black that your lights don't penetrate and Rill's eyes can't see into. And as you come around the corner and see this, Ember, your divine sense, that, that little alarm starts going off in your vision. And there is this, whatever it is, 
is kind of celestial and kind of undead both at once. Huh? Hmm. And you blinking in... Yeah, no, celestial, definitely. But that doesn't mean necessarily friendly. Also, I would just like to say that I both love and hate the phrase tentacular protrusions. (laughs) (laughs) I played a keyboard for tentacular protrusions in college. (laughs) (laughs) The image is also, um, you know those dinosaurs with the spikes on their tails? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a couple of those tails sticking out of the wall, mm. graping rock. And as you look, you can see that they've been at this a while because the portal or whatever it is that they're sticking through isn't quite flush with the wall. Like it's a couple of feet set back into it and they have scraped their way through the rock of the wall and now they're working on the floor. Hmm. I'd like to whisper to the group, there is something... Not quite right about whatever this is. How do you mean? I I got a sense at first that it was kind of celestial and kind of undead, and then that sense faded and it seems just celestial, but also like that just pool of darkness makes me uneasy. Uh, do you think it's dangerous? Oh, yeah. Can we go around it? Again, I think our job of clearing a safe path kind of includes killing dangerous things on the way. Okay. How long are these tentacles? They are each of them a good ten feet long. Okay, I mean, a good ten feet isn't the most, you know, it's not room size. It's a large thing size. At least this part of it is. I mean, um, however, they are not conveniently located at the furthest point away from. from... No, you no. would find it difficult to sneak past them and also exit the chamber. You could go back the way you came, no problem. No, my point was just. They are just between you and the other end of the room. Sure, sure. My, my, my thing was just trying to work out, you know, is this like a mega thing or is this a thing that is like more, more beat upable potentially? Yeah, what what you can see is about ten feet worth of each of these things. Putting it this way, I've probably fought things at least this big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How far away are we from this thing? Twenty feet, maybe. By the time you actually okay. reach the chamber and can see them. Uh, can I use my channel divinity to cast read thoughts on it? Oh God, why? Why would you do that? Uh, sure. I want to know if it's yeah. so. <laughs> can talk to it or something <laughs> Do you, like will it will it just eat rocks no, i'm just saying i'm just saying it just feels like it just feels like it just feels like casting to empathy on the eldritch on the eldritch is like the most classic <laughs> can i quick cast shield of faith on myself before you do that <laughs> Because I will give enough warning before I try and read this thing's thoughts that if if I start throwing tentacles, uh, beware. Okay, so that was a natural twenty on the saving throw. Ah, dang it. Uh, Okay, so I can only read its surface thoughts since it saved. Yeah. Um. You sense hunger. Okay. Not. You, you don't you don't sense a lot of actual cognition going on. Okay. Does it seem to be You you sense no. hunger and frustration and of note, you sense one mind, not two. Mm. Oh no, it only lets you um cho- it lets you choose one creature, so that would be true anyway. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's only one creature, so uh okay. Right. I, I... Turn to the rest of the party and I whisper, Okay, it's hungry and it's kind of annoyed. Hmm. I mean, if it's something that eats rocks, I don't think it's very dangerous to anybody, but. Uh... Do you want to be the one to test that theory? Uh, actually, I have an idea. Yes. Uh, well, I've got a spell that might work. I can make an illusionary duplicate of myself. 
That way I can send them out and if see if it uh, detects them. So you can see how safe it is, what kind of sensors it's relying on. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, just one moment while I just configure my spills. Damn it, I accidentally deleted one of my cantrips. Crap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good job, me. Is this configuring your spells in the sense of not preparing them until you reach an encounter? Uh, I didn't do it. Like, I started doing it right after we did the sleep. Is that not okay? Uh, right after you do the sleep is fine. Um, it's the bit where you are now that you find you need one, changing your mind about what spells you have that I would like you to not make a habit of, please. Okay, I'm sorry. I got distracted by the role-playing. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's just that that's sort of one of the class differences between p- people who have to prepare spells and people who don't. I'm indecisive. <laughs> I can not do that if, that, if you don't want. No, it's fine. You can you it, it you can do it this time because I mean the spells all prepared. That's fine, but like, not necessarily in a hurry. Yeah, but in general, the start of the encounter is not the time to be deciding which spells are in your arsenal. In game design terms, I know. I'm sorry. Me feel bad. So right, do your thing. Okay, um, so I cast uh, so Maynard casts mirror image on himself and creates uh, uh, three duplicates. So three main arts of cheerfully wave to everybody and then walk out into the room and take up positions around the tentacles. Okay, let me just look up the spell so that I'm giving you accurate. They're in the same square as you. I don't think mirror image creates an illusion somewhere else. No, three illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space and move with you and mimic your actions so that the function oh. is to make you hard to hit by making it unclear where you are within where you're standing. It's not. Um, oh, right. OK, well, it's not. It's, you, you, you might be thinking of duplicate. I am. There's another spell that cre- creates a duplicate that you can then move separately from you. But this is sadly not that. Oh, well. So Maynard it out <laughs> and goes, oh, that wasn't quite what I intended it to do. <laughs> I mean, we could just throw something in there that isn't rock and see if it prefers it or takes an interest in it. Yeah, can we um, covertly throw a rock? Or, I mean, or rather, we, like, we know it likes rock. some jerky. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. Sure, you can throw it some jerky. Like, maybe. Try and throw it somewhere that's out of its out of its current scraping path. If they're kind of rhythmic, if that makes sense, to see if it like goes for it. Sure. So you toss a handful of jerky, sort of off to the side of where one of it is working at the floor, mm. and it does indeed sort of hover in the air for a minute and stretch over towards that and pull that back before it goes and, and um, process that back into the hole in the wall before it returns to its scraping. Mm, that's not a promising sign, I would say. No, I don't think so. I think we've kind of got no choice but to attack it. I mean, sure, sure, but it's not like it can come to us. So we have, you know... The time if anyone we're... wants to set anything up. I am wondering, I do have this vial of holy water, but you said first, and you said first it registered as undead, but then didn't? It registered as both undead and celestial, and then it registered only as celestial. Do we know of anything that's undead celestial? I, mean... I don't know shit about anything. <laughs> I mean... The Sleeping Queen, arguably. Arguably, sure. Can I make some kind of religion check? Yeah, go See for it. it. Make some kind of religion check. <laughs> or no, it would be more appropriate, I guess, religion. Uh, I barely know about my own god. <laughs> That's a uh, 19. Do you know what? That's weird. 
<laughs> you, would, you would expect at least it 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 would make sense that some things belonging to the sleeping queen like not the god herself but maybe she would have like some agents or s- servants or something that would be in that overlap but even there it still seems odd okay and this doesn't look like because this is some whatever this is the sleeping queen doesn't make monsters she's a you know, her interest in the undead is much more things that once were recognizable living things and are now undead recognizable things than totally unfamiliar creatures like this do i get a sense that it's something like um uh like beetle rhino thing that we fought near the edge of the world doesn't look similar no okay so i do have a vial of holy water it's, it's worth a shot i mean it's a pricey way to test it but i suppose we're being paid passing well um Oh, I can. I have a spell I could use. Um, if you want to save the holy water, it is a bit expensive. By all means. Right. I use my other channel divinity. Uh, <laughs> and I am going to uh, present my holy symbol and speak a prayer censuring the dead as I cast Turn Undead. And if they can hear me or see me, uh, they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And if they are, in fact, undead. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to affect them. Mm. As you're standing here and talking, they they can't reach where you're standing, but they are definitely stretching further through the hole and trying to. Mm. Right, I think we need to... We need to just do this thing. I think they're undead. Yep. Which is... Mixed bag. But you <laughs> but do or don't think it's undead? Don't think it's undead. Yeah. I should have done something. And so. I mean, if it's celestial, though, a creature of. I suppose if it's. If anything, it probably belongs to one of the other gods, right? Maybe so. Alright. Um, I suppose we have the saving grace of being able to engage on our terms. I say, looking at, oh no, looking at literally everyone except me. <laughs> I put, I've got Shield of Faith up. Good plan. All right then. Who wants to attack it first? I mean, okay, here's, here's a thought. Like, it's tendrils, right? The ends of them, the clubs, presumably look tougher than the rest of them. I just seen? Yes. That was more directed. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not more armoured, it's just more spiked. Okay. Still, um, so, okay, here's my thinking. If, and I'll point, and I'll point out um, our spellcasters, like, this thing seems to be stretching, but it doesn't have Unlimited range. So if you mm-hmm. try and stay back, and I'll draw it, I'll draw it across the floor, and I kind of like gesture, kind of like, you know, pointing across. <laughs> you know, I'll draw it. I'll try and draw it across so that it's engaged on the other side, just to just for safety, and maybe that could give you some. Um, in fact, give you some uh, room to see if you can get at it in some other way. I say to Ember. What? Like, what do you mean, like if, some other way? I don't know if you can get at it at the joint, or if you can. Mm. I don't know. Smite it in the mouth. <laughs> if we can, <laughs> see if we can find a weak spot for it. Right. 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 Okay. I can hold out. I can hold my own for a minute or two. I've, All right. I've fought big nasties like this before. I'll uh, get. I'll try and get in the doorway and turn up. Because I, yeah. So I'm thinking 
of sort of like running right across and getting its attention and then having the doorway to make it harder for it to like swing at me, basically. Okay. Way on the other side, yeah? Well, not a doorway, but you know, a, a portal, so to speak. Not a magical portal. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you mean the break in the, in the chamber wall that leads to the next chamber? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Love to be creating a map as we speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should so, what, what do you think of the? What do you think? Of, what do you think of that as an idea? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Maybe we can fire some spells into that weird darkness. Yeah. See what mm. see what works. Yes, maybe it's coming out of some sort of self-made dimension or something. Maybe there's something maybe there's something undead like behind there. Like whatever dimension it's coming from, maybe there are undead through there. Is that okay. possible, Ember? I don't know what's <laughs> possible anymore. That's, that's fair. Well, the first thing that I will do is I'm going to cast slow on it. That should give us an advantage, at the very least. Hmm. And then I've got magic missile, and I'll be able to strike every part of it and see what it reacts to. I think what we're going to do is, once again, we'll dive into combat at the start of an episode. Oh, yeah, sure. Because we've been going about an hour. So I think this is a very sensible time to break. I will finish setting up this map, and when we come back for the next episode, we will roll initiative, because I'm afraid okay. they do know you're here. You fed them. <laughs> they are fully yeah, aware you're here. You don't get a surprise round. <laughs> yeah. You, you were not likely to get a surprise round anyway, to be honest, because um, they have quite good senses. Mm. But feeding it definitely took away the option of of that. So we will we will take a break. And... Tune in next week for the next exciting episode of The Gang Fight Horrible Underground Monsters. Oh, yeah, slugs. Oh, God, fuck yeah, slugs. <laughs>